angels and demons, mythology and religion, heroes and monsters. These are the stories we create, the beings we fear and yet long to be. My name is Raven Burns Kushner, Wiccan artist and life coach. On this channel, I analyze our stories, gleaning the spiritual principles that help us live more successfully. I explore the darkness and the light, as both are important. And don't be afraid, unless of course that excites you. <laughs> Hello and welcome. All right, well today I will be discussing M. Night Shyamalan's 2021 movie, Old. So that'll be fun. But before I get into that, I wanted to share a little clip about some new merchandise I'm adding to the website. And also I have finished the Doppelganger series. So I'm gonna show a little clip of those paintings. So the links for those items will be in the description. So I will be right back. All right, well, let's get into it. So like I like to do, I like to start with what I did like, because nothing is all good or all bad. I always say that not about people, not about movies. Nothing is perfect. So there are some things that I liked about the movie and there are some things I did not like, starting with what I did like. So I really liked the premise. Um, I've seen other movies that deal with getting younger, but I haven't personally watched any about getting older. So and I thought it was a perfect thing for a horror movie because what could be more horrible than accelerating um, what is already <laughs> our short lives. So that was really cool. So I was really filled with a lot of hope and always when a movie has a great premise, I'm always very hopeful. So I did like that. I also liked a line that one of the characters says, her name is Maddox and she's the daughter of the main characters. She says, I wonder if everybody continues to feel like a kid when they're our age. And by that time they were like, I don't know, 40, 50, whatever. Or is it because we were kids yesterday? So I really love that line because it's a very poignant question and they are the only ones that could actually ask that question because of the unique circumstances of the film. So they were kids when they arrived at the location where they were vacationing at. And then look, lo and behold, all of a sudden they're in their, they're middle-aged, right? So, and my answer to her would be, yes, we always feel like kids forever. I still feel like a kid. The only difference is my knees hurt and I have to work and pay bills and thing, other things I don't want to do. Um, but otherwise, I would love to just play all day and go on the swings and make forts and watch cartoons. And, and I do a lot of that stuff anyway. <laughs> so my answer to Maddox is yes, we always feel like kids, no matter how what, no matter how old we end up being. All right. Uh, the third thing I liked about the film was the beach. I love the beach. I love, you know, vacationing. I love relaxing on the beach. I love the ocean. All of that, palm trees, so beautiful. And I'm from California, so whenever I see a beach, I mean, it just reminds me of home. So yeah, those are the three things I liked about the film. Now, let me give you my laundry list of <laughs> what I think did not work. And spoiler, spoiler, spoilers, whenever I don't like a movie, I'm gonna spoil it because I don't want you to see it. So 
<laughs> but this is what I feel like didn't work. And to me, the value of talking about what didn't work in a film is so that we can really appreciate when something does work. And also, if you happen to be a writer or storyteller or aspiring filmmaker, these are some things to keep in mind that your audience is going to want to see when they're wanting a story. And most audiences, me included, want the storyteller to succeed. We don't want to see something we don't like, so we're hoping that it's going to be great. This is what didn't work for me. So to me, this movie was kind of a mashup of a lot of different things. And I don't know. I, I don't know if they were doing it on purpose or if sometimes we have influences of storytellers that come out in our work and we're not necessarily trying to. So I thought the, the film was a combination of White Lotus, <laughs> Clue, Jurassic Park, Gilligan's Island, and Scooby-Doo. And all of those productions were more entertaining than this one, but there are elements of each of those that reminded me of things in the movie. So that wasn't great. My biggest thing that made me angry was the character of Charles. So, and the thing is, and before I go into that, let me start by saying, I know films are not made for African-Americans. <laughs> like they are not really thinking about our needs. Typically when filmmakers are making a film, they're thinking about white people. So I understand that. So how I react to a film may not be how the majority culture reacts to a film. And I know they don't care, but I care. So I'm going to share. I did not appreciate the character of Charles. However, I thought his actions, especially in the beginning, were the most realistic of anybody's actions in the entire film. Uh, we see his issues when they're first setting up. So these uh, characters are residents in this posh um, resort, a la White Lotus, and they've been invited to a super private island, which, you know, the way they invited the main characters, I thought was dubious. I wouldn't have taken them up on it, but they thought it was great. So they all go to this remote island supposedly for the day and the um, tour guide or whatever is going to pick them up at the end of the day and little do they know they fall into some you know evil trap so they're on this beach together and the doctor Charles has a trophy wife and a daughter and he's brought his mom also with them on this vacation so when they're first setting up where they're going to lay out on the beach they look over and see a black man minding his own business and he decides to move them away. <laughs> that was very realistic. That happens all the time, every day. A lot of people, I hate to say most people, but I will say that most people are racist and would do something like that. Maybe not most, but a significant amount of people <laughs> would do something like that. So that was super realistic, disappointing, but super realistic. Um, then of course he goes berserk and ends up stabbing that guy to death later on. And what I didn't like is we had a clue to what he was all about. It becomes very obvious that this guy is a raving racist, right? He cuts the guy first, just in a fit of rage, just actually not even rage, just out of the blue. He takes a pocket knife out of his pocket and slashes the black man across the face. His, and the black man's name, he's supposed to be a rapper whose name was Midsize Sedan named no rapper ever, but his real name was supposed to be Brendan. So I'll just call him Brendan because midsize sedan is incredibly stupid and I will not say it again. All right. So anyway, Charles slashes Brendan in the face for no reason. And this is the first time we see the extent to Charles's lunacy and the fact that he's armed, right? 
if these were black people on the island, they would have just tackled him and taken the knife. Obviously, he can't be trusted to carry a knife. I don't care if you're a doctor. If you're going to slash people without warning for no reason, you don't get to have a weapon of any kind. They don't do that, <laughs> which allows him to stab him to death later on. Okay, whatever. Didn't like that. Also didn't like that they made him violent schizophrenic which in a way sort of excuses what he did. It's like, oh, he's not a racist. He's just sick. He's just mentally ill. And the whole mentally ill excuse is always used when some bigot perpetrates some you know, violence against my people. So I didn't like it. It made me mad. There was really no justice for that ever. Of course he dies, but so does everybody else. So anyway, that sucked. His trophy wife, inexplicable. I don't know why she was there. Um, comic relief a little bit in the beginning because she's like Miss Selfie person, you know, entitled blonde woman trying to hang on to her youth, you know, with, a, with, you know, every ounce of her strength. And so that was another thing that was interesting. And I feel bad for saying it, but, you know, everyone's accelerating their aging, but with her final demise, I didn't notice a difference. <laughs> and I'm like, first I was like, why didn't she age? And I'm like, oh, I guess she was supposed to have age. I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't really see a big difference. And I feel bad for saying it, but I didn't. So that was, and also her death was funny. I don't think it was supposed to be, but it was. <laughs> They're in a cave. She's in a cave where supposedly if you go into this cave, nobody's been able to go into this cave because they get these crushing headaches, like as if you're trying to go in deep water, like the pressure is too much and nobody can go beyond a certain distance. Somehow she's able to go in there. She's freaking out about some old love affair that she used to have and she doesn't want anybody to see her and the kids keep lighting a match in order to see her and I guess they're doing it for our benefit as viewers but I'm like if she's freaking out every time you light a match and turn the light on just leave it off you're in the cave they're in the cave hiding from the, the maniacal doctor who's now trying to kill everybody why do you keep lighting so they keep lighting a match she keeps freaking out and then her bones start breaking is hilarious and I don't think it was supposed to be <laughs> so, so that sucked um Guy and Prisca so Guy and Prisca are the couple that we meet early on at the very beginning they're supposedly going through marital strife they brought their two kids with them for this I guess last vacation before they announced they're going to break up that whole storyline was completely irrelevant I guess we're supposed to be satisfied that they come to some sort of like reconciliation at the end where they're realizing like, oh, where we are in the here and now is where we want to be together. But they didn't really have to go through all the drama of, you know, learning about her cheating and going through divorce and hurting the kids by revealing this to them when it didn't really matter. It's like they could have just been a long time married couple and they grow old together and die on the beach together. It's like you're supposed to grow old together when you get married. Like that's the ideal anyway. So why they felt the need to insert drama that mattered not one way or the other, I don't know. But it was just a distraction and it just was filler. So no filler, no filler. <laughs> All right. And then the big reveal. And that's the thing. Like I said, I'm spoiling it, but there's really nothing to spoil. The characters have already guessed that the reason why they're there is that they're all sick. They all have some sort of illness or condition. So they work out for themselves that, oh, that must be why they've shuttled us off to this private beach to mess with us, you know, 
And so the big reveal is that, yes, Big Pharma is behind this. <laughs> okay, so, you know, okay, but we don't learn much about that other than, oh, they supposedly cured some things or at least, and the thing is, the thing that they were supposed to have cured, which is epilepsy, the character Patricia dies of epilepsy on the beach. So I guess their idea of a cure is that they postponed it. It's like she still died of epilepsy, epileptic seizure. So I guess in the medical community, they consider that a cure. I know that if you survive a heart attack for, I don't know, I think it's like five years, they consider that a success, even though, even if in year five and a half, you still die of heart disease, they still consider, so maybe, but it really wasn't worth all that time that we had to wait to see this reveal. And this was not a horror movie. It was billed as a horror movie. I review horror movies on this show. This was not a horror movie. And I don't know why they called it a horror movie. I mean, maybe because people died, maybe because like there's supposed to be something mysterious about the beach, but that could just as easily been a science fiction movie. So it wasn't a horror movie. It wasn't a thriller because there were no thrills. And I guess you could say science fiction, although there was very little science. So I'm not really sure what this was, but what I am sure of is that it was a very nice idea. <laughs> just What I hope is that somebody steals the idea, makes an entirely new movie and does something better with it. I still think it's a good idea. I still even like the setting of the beach. I just think they needed a script and they needed a plot and they needed horror or make it a different kind of movie. But that's all I have to say about old. Don't see it unless you don't have anything else to do. You can maybe put it on while you're vacuuming or, you know, studying for something just to have noise. But other than that, I don't personally recommend it. But that is all I have to say about that. On a side note, I did watch another show, something like called The Murders on Something Beach. And I'll, I'll put it in the description or I'll put it on the subtitles because that was worth seeing. It's a mini series. It's British and it's about these murders that were committed. It's based on a true story. And it seemed like they really tried to stay close to the true story. So that was entertaining. <laughs> so it's not horror either. But if you want to see something that was good, I can recommend that to you instead. So that is all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed our discussion and hope you have a beautiful week and I will see you next time. Bye-bye. So that's all I have for you today. I hope you did enjoy today's discussion. Visit paintselflove.com to book a coaching appointment or to buy some inspirational art. Until next time, love yourself and love yourself well. Blessed be.